0: But one of the things that I have received lately is an email that comes fairly often about the five love languages. And I share this with people all the time. You know, the five love languages uh, was written many years ago to share with people not only how other people receive love the best or how you can sort of fill their love tank, uh, what language they speak, but also what yours is so that you can communicate that to other people. For example, some people really thrive on hearing words of affirmation. Some people, not so much. They like acts of service. And so, If they want you to express love to them, then they want to hear it or they want to see it or gifts is another love language. Well, anyway, I get this email every so often about the five love languages. And so uh, the last couple of times on my public uh, Pastor Randy Johnson page, I have copied and pasted some of the email that I've received. Well, yesterday I got one and I posted it on the Pastor Randy Johnson public page. And if you're not Uh, subscribe to that, then you can, you can search for it. I think it's dr.randy.johnson on Facebook. Anyway, so I copied and pasted it because yesterday it was about communication. And I learned a long time ago that the, the key to any relationship, friendships, work relationships, marriage, father, son, mother, daughter, all of those relationships really hinge On your ability to communicate and your ability to listen. So I shared some of that email and I put it out there and I also put a little poll because it said some of the struggle that people have with communication is learning how to listen better. Some people in communication have to learn to stop talking and I put a little poll and most people that that read it and responded to it said that their struggle is they need to learn to stop talking Uh, But there was a fair number of people that commented that said that their main struggle is they need to learn to listen better. And so I wanted to jump on here and just reflect a little bit about not only communication skills that I hope will help you in relationships, but also what does the Bible say about how we should communicate and the burden of communication? I read, again, a long time ago, a book, and I recommend this even to couples that I do marriage counseling to, and and I don't necessarily recommend the book because I don't even remember what the book uh, said that much of, but I do remember the title of the book is The Key to Communicate Marriage is, oh, now I'm blowing it. The name of the book is Communication is the Key to Marriage. There it is. But communication really is the key, like I said earlier, to any relationship. And so what I have learned over the years is uh, that the challenge that I give to myself is that I want to communicate in a way that people that are listening and hearing can receive it. A lot of times people will say, well, I just tell it like it is. I just say what's on my mind. I say whatever I want to say and however I want to say it. And I just let the chips fall where they may. And I understand that because that's the easiest way to communicate for you. It's not always the easiest for others to receive your communication. For example, if you just told it like it is to your spouse and you just walked up to them and you just said exactly what was on your mind and there was no filter, there was no sense of respect, there was no sense of any feeling, you just told exactly what you were thinking and how you thought, chances are that would start a fight. And so one of the lessons that I've learned in communication and the challenge that I give to myself is that when I communicate, I want to say what I have to say to the person in a way that I hope they can receive it the best. And so you have to know your audience. You have to know who you're talking to. So if you're talking to one of your children, you may have multiple children and each of those children may hear the same message in a different way. Uh, for some, they may be much more tender. Others, they just need to just tell me exactly what to do, and I'll do it. And they're just very, you know, mindful of of obeying, and they just need the the direct order. Uh, some you may need to share it with a little softer word. Uh, some you may need to demonstrate what you're trying to communicate to them and show them through action what you want them to do. And the same thing is true in marriage. The same thing is true in our relationships with other people. You have to know who you're speaking to. And I really believe that the burden of communication is not on the listener. It's on the speaker. And you really have to be delicate with what you say and how you say it to those people that are in your life. You know, another easy example is at work. You may need to speak to someone who works under you, someone that you're managing, and you may have something that is difficult to share with them. What well, you need to stop and think before you just rush into their office or rush over to their desk and just tell them exactly what they need to hear, you need to stop and think, okay, how does this particular person How will they receive what I have to say? Maybe it's something very difficult. Maybe it's something that's very time sensitive. And if you rush over there and say it in a certain way, you're going to freak them out and they're just going to go into a million pieces. Again, it's not necessarily that people can't hear what you're saying or that you can't share what's on your mind but rather communication can be a way to build somebody up to share something good and to really draw them into what you're trying to share with them. So just like what I do on the podcast, just like what I do on the radio show, I always try to share something with those that care to listen like you, uh, those that are, that listen to and subscribe to the podcast, you know, I always try to share what does the Bible say about these issues? How do I see the world? How do I see my world through the lens of Scripture? And it's easier to do than you realize because the Bible shares all kinds of different scenarios and different life events and different manners of, of behavior that we should have. That when we're in certain situations like a communication with our spouse or with our children or at work, you know, what does the Bible say about how I should communicate? And so I found my favorite verse that really helps to illustrate this. And it comes from Colossians chapter four. And Paul is writing to the church and expressing to them how they should carry on conversations, particularly with unbelievers. And what he says in this verse really does apply in all situations. It's just that he applied it specifically talking to those that don't know Jesus Christ. So this is what he says in Colossians chapter four. Verses five and six, he says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. And then he says this in verse six, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer each person. Now think about this for just a moment. If your speech, if what you say to people is always gracious then what you're doing is you never come across judgmental. You never come across like a know-it-all. You never come across as though you're telling somebody what to do, how to feel, what to believe, what to think, that you're the superior judge and that they're inferior. But when your speech is constantly seasoned with grace, then what you're doing is you're always trying to build them up. You're always trying to help them to see what you're trying to say in the best way possible. And more than anything else, you are speaking to them as one that has received grace, one that has made plenty of mistakes in the past, one that has fallen short of of God's glory. And you're simply trying to communicate something to them, to lead them and to help them to understand something that's beneficial for their life. That's what grace is. Grace is God's way of giving something to you that you don't deserve. And so if you communicate with someone in that way, and you're sharing something with them that they need to hear, that's beneficial to them, then you're always speaking to them with grace, always trying to build them up, always trying to lift them higher than they could be on their own. That's what grace does for us uh, in the mind and in the heart of God. And then he says, to let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt. And now that might sound a little gross because you think, well, am I supposed to have salty language? That's not what he's saying at all. What he means is it's an analogy to say that what we say ought to be not only flavorful, but it also ought to be a preservative. You know, salt was used back in this day with non-refrigeration of meat. They would rub salt into meat to make it last longer. Well, that's what Jesus meant when he said that you are the salt of the earth. You are a preserving agent for the rest of the world. And by your words, what you're doing is you're taking that salt and you are you are rubbing it into the meat of the world. You're taking that salt and you are a preserving agent in the world. And that by your speech and what you're saying, you're doing a good thing and you're being beneficial for those that are in your life. And people hear what you have to say, and it's good for their soul. People hear the words coming out of your mouth, and it's beneficial for them. It's preserving them. It is beneficial and helpful to them. Now, just think for a minute, have you ever said something to a spouse that was not beneficial? Maybe in the heat of the moment, maybe in an argument, maybe something that just, you were just really irked by and you said something and you wish that you could rewind your life and take it back. Of course, we've all been there. You ever said something to a friend just out of anger and you said something and lashed out at them and you think later, I really wish I could take that back. You see, what Paul is saying is if your speech is always gracious then you're never going to speak out in anger. You'll always speak through the lens of love. If the, the content of what you have to say is seasoned with salt, then it's going to be beneficial and it's going to be preservative and it's going to help rather than hurt. It's going to mend rather than tear apart. It's going to make a relationship last longer than it will make a relationship wear out. It's amazing how shortcut friendships are and how shortcut relationships are by harsh words. I mean, they're just like scissors or a sharp knife. They just cut right through a relationship. But when our words and when our communication is gracious, we build up. When it's seasoned with salt, we preserve. So we actually help by saying the right thing in the right place and the right time and in the right way. We are building up we are lifting up and we are preserving those relationships for the glory of God and for our own benefit. If you don't want to have any friends and you don't want to have healthy relationships, then just tell it like it is and let the chips fall where they may. But that's not the way that God God's word encourages us to speak to others. God's word encourages us to be mindful of who we're communicating with, to be gracious and Christ-like in how we communicate, and to season our words with salt so that it'll preserve those relationships and not tear them apart. I hope that this has been helpful to you. These are things that I try to grow and learn with every single day. You know, somebody would think, you know, as a preacher or as a teacher that, you know, I'm a great communicator. Well, I may be a a decent communicator in preaching God's word and teaching other people, and I certainly try to be. But in personal relationships, we all struggle with how to communicate the right thing at the right time and in the right way. And so just like you, I hope that this helped you, and I hope you remember Colossians 4 Uh, verses five and six, and really let that be a life verse for you today. I appreciate you joining me today, and I hope that you'll like and share this Facebook Live video and go to Walk This Way, whether you find it at anchor.fm backslash walkthisway. That's my podcast that has all kinds of content, or you check it out on some of the different apps that host podcasts, or check out my public Facebook page that has all kinds of of uh, links to it and all kinds of things that you can benefit from. And so I hope that you'll find that, and I hope that you'll enjoy that. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope that your day... Hey, this is Pastor Randy Johnson. Thank you so much for joining me for What's the Word? That show airs every Wednesday night at six o'clock on 101.9 WAIN right here in the heart of Adair County in Columbia, Kentucky. Or you can catch the replay of What's the Word on my podcast, which is called Walk This Way. And you can find that in several different places. You can find it at anchor.fm backslash Way on the internet, or you can find it on different apps and, and places that carry podcasts like iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and all sorts of uh, places. You can find this broadcast, you can find messages that I've preached, and I just want to encourage you to make it a point to tune in, subscribe, and listen to all sorts of content that's on my podcast, which is called, again, Walk This Way. Thank you so much for joining me.